This is Tuesday, January 16th. Have you ever noticed how Jesus elevated the status of women? The Jewish leaders at the time overlooked their women almost completely in their teaching. They avoided using the examples even of virtuous women. Now it's true the Old Testament tells us about many godly women. Women like Miriam, the sister of Moses and Aaron, or Ruth, the woman who stayed with her mother-in-law despite the death of her husband, or Esther, the woman who became a Persian queen and with her uncle saved the Jewish people from extermination during their time of exile from Israel. Or think of the character of the Proverbs 31 woman who cares for her family and also runs a business and displays such character. You remember Deborah? She served as one of Israel's leaders during the period of the judges. But here's the thing. By the time of Jesus, the rabbis demoted women in the eyes of the people. They began to look upon women with suspicion. One of the influential rabbis, Rabbi Ben Sirach, said that men should be careful to keep records because their wives couldn't be trusted. He said that no property should ever be deeded to a woman. And he also said, having a daughter was a total loss and a constant potential source of shame. Soon among the rabbis, the records of heroes only included men. This rabbi Ben Sirach went as far as to say, a, woman's, a man's spite is preferable to a woman's kindness. Women give rise to shame and reproach. Now, I wish I was making this stuff up. What Jesus did was a corrective to this false teaching. He desired to restore the dignity that God gave women at creation. God made women as he made men in his image and likeness as co-regents in his world. Now, here's some of the ways we see Jesus doing this in his ministry. During his first sermon, Jesus used two illustrations, one of a pagan man, his name was Naaman, a Syrian general, and the second of a Gentile woman, the widow of Zarephath. He also often balanced the teaching of his parables. For example, he told about the wine and the new wineskins, a job done by men. And he placed that alongside the story of the mending of a garment, the work almost always done by women at his, in his time. He paired the parable of the mustard seed, men would be the ones to work the fields, with the parable of the leaven in the lump of dough, work that a woman would typically do. Jesus turned his attention to an outcast woman when he was visiting the house of Simon. He used her as an example of virtue and kindness. You see the idea? Jesus was an equal opportunity savior. He is there for men and women equally. Now, in our text, Jesus has paired two parables once again. The parable of the shepherd who leaves the 99 sheep in the open country and goes in search of the lost one. By the way, the shepherds were almost always men. And then the parable of the woman searching for her lost coin. Here is how that parable begins. Or suppose a woman has 10 silver coins and loses one. Doesn't she light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it. That's Luke 15, verse 8. Now here's what is remarkable about this. Jesus uses the woman to shine the light on his own mission and the character of God. 
No doubt the religious leaders who were present will bristle at Jesus' use of a woman as such an example. So why is Jesus doing this? Well, women are present, they're listening, and he wants them to know that they are in, included in the plans and purposes of God. The love of God is also for them. And this is a message all of us need to hear. God cares for me. He is interested in me and my life, and he has come to redeem me. One of the cool st stories I shared from on Sunday from this past year is of three prominent women who came to faith in Jesus. Ayan Hirshi Ali is a Dutch activist. She was raised in Islam but left that faith. She soon became a spokesperson for the new atheist movement. But she revealed her faith in Christ in November. How did she come to believe? She saw the ministry of Jesus and the openness of Christians. She realized if the world is to have any hope, it would not come through her atheism. This opened her eyes to the gospel. You see, God was pursuing her. Then the second is a woman named Catherine von Drachenberg. She's often called Kat Von D. She's a TV personality who previously engaged in witchcraft and the occult. She was baptized just a few months ago. And finally, the third is in a historian and scholar. Her name is Molly Worthen. She has taught in prestigious American universities and has often been a critic of Christians and Christianity. But she also came to faith. Why did these three come to believe in Jesus? They met him. He pursued them. And they discovered how Jesus changes everything in our world. Everything for women. Here is the heart of God. This message is not only for women who may have felt left out or overlooked, but for everyone. You may feel like an outsider, like in the grand scheme of things, you don't matter much at all. Jesus is telling you that you do, and Jesus is including you in his story. Now this shapes first how we see ourselves. Do you somehow feel you're less important to God? Maybe because of your past or your background or your abilities, or your nationality, or race, or achievement. You need to know God is pursuing you. God loves you. But second, I think this shapes how we see other people. Are there people we have given up on? People like those the Pharisees had no love for, but only contempt? Jesus was constantly showing people that they matter to God, that God loves them, and that God is for them. And this is where we rest today, knowing the faithful love of God. Let's pray. God of grace, help us to begin this year with our eyes on you, seeing your welcome and knowing your goodness. Teach us to see people as you see them. For we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. <music>